We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives Until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize Come on down I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame Come on down I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel Come on down To win a million bucks all you need is a little luck And thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects all right, welcome back to another episode of Come On Down, the only game show podcast that I know of that exists. So, the best, also. By default. Exactly. I am your host, John Baker. I'm also your host, not John Baker. What's your name, though? Oh, Jonathan Motney. Okay, that, that probably helps. Today, we are going to talk about a game show that has existed for 100 years, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's- it sucks. Wow. Okay. Right out the bat there. I haven't even said the name of the game show. Could you please let me get that out? (laughs) The show is called To Tell the Truth. And all right. I'm going to tell the truth. It sucks. Whoa. Okay. You've you've told the truth. All right. Let's hear a little bit about it. Okay. I'll talk about what the show is. So it started in 1956 on CBS. It is a pretty simple show to explain, so this shouldn't take very long. There are three people who each introduce themselves as the same person. So they would say, hi, my name is John Baker. No, make up a fake name. Oh, hi, my name is John Schmaker. Dude, that was pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. And all three people would do that. Yeah. And there are four celebrity panelists on the show. As well as a host who was originally Bud Collier from 1956 to 68. Bud Collier, sick game show host name. (laughs) But there are four panelists who would then ask them questions individually. They would say, like, number one, what? Blah, 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 blah. Because these people would have some sort of unique fact about them, which is the reason that they are on the show. Mm -hmm. And the host would then read what they called their affidavit or testimonial or something like that yeah which would basically say my name is john schmaker and i'm the first person in the world to juggle six typewriters Uh, while riding on a dolphin dolphin. okay (laughs) yeah and so then they would like each panelist would have a minute to ask questions number two how long can a dolphin stay out of the water before dying right Number three, how much does a typewriter weigh? Things like that, that they would try and get information from them. The person who is actually John Schmaker Mm -hmm. is sworn to tell the truth. And the other two are obviously lying and making things up, kind of improvising the answers to all these questions. And then they will be going to hell. They obviously, as liars, they are sentenced to hell afterwards. Right. But they get to take some money with them, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Some so, hell bucks. What was that? Some hell bucks. Some hell bucks, yeah. So, basically, they have about a minute each to ask questions. At the end of this time, they then each vote for who they think the real John Schmaker is. And they, based on however many incorrect guesses there were... They get money. Mm-hmm. The The three contestants, quote unquote, yeah. get paid. So it was like in the original primetime version, $250 for each missed guest. So if all four of the panelists missed, they would get $1,000 to split amongst the three of them. And then there was the reveal at the end where the host, Bud Collier, would say, will the real John Schmaker please, please stand, stand up? up? And they would do a little fake. There was a lot of the up and uh, up and uh, oh oh uh, oh oh uh, no is it me uh, uh, uh. and then finally the real person would stand up and all the panels would go oh I know no whatever that you know varied reactions yeah and then the other the two imposters would introduce themselves and who and they, they actually who had they pretty are, interesting tidbits about them too a lot of them were pretty cool I was trying to figure out I did a whole bunch of research to try and figure out how they recruited these imposters. Yeah. Because it was a totally random smattering of people. Most it really of the was. Time. Uh, there was one I saw where it was a French cheesemaker was the real person. Okay. And one of the guys was like, 
doing the whole thing like oh we we take the cheese and and then we make it blah, blah. and then mm. at the end he was like yeah my name is carl oh, abernathy yeah he was faking the accent wow. and everything um so so i don't know where they got these people because they in at least certainly in this original version they weren't actors or anything it was like i'm a bank teller yeah. in new jersey and things along those lines so that was pretty interesting to me i could not find anything about where they got these people from interesting but i also liked sometimes they would do bits with the imposters okay which i thought was fun i saw one episode where the the main guy was some person whose family had bought land from native americans in the 1700s bought and, or well, stole i mean the way you bought things back then <laughs> and he the family had been living on the land ever since and he opened a pioneer museum in ohio or wherever it was and so you know they're asking them all these pioneer related questions and things like that and at the end when the imposters were you know revealing who they were Mm -hmm. it was you know i'm a, a a high school history teacher and my name is davy crockett what and i'm a i'm a bank teller and my name is daniel boone so no. they were just finding people with pioneer Named names to after. be the imposters as just an extra little bit that you get revealed yeah. at the end there. So I thought that was kind of fun. I thought, you know, got people faking accents and things like that was fun as well. Yeah. Sometimes they would disguise celebrity type of people as imposters as mm-hmm. well as, as another little bit that they were having fun with. So... This was made by a production company called Goodson and Todman, and a lot of game shows at the time were produced by them. So both Goodson and Todman appeared in disguise as um, imposters at different points. Bud Collier's wife appeared as an imposter in disguise in one of the episodes. So they had some fun with it. Don't you think the panelists would recognize these people? So... This is actually an important part of the rules of the game because mm. there weren't very many rules, as you can imagine. Because no, it's I mean, very the first rule simple. was make a sh- don't make talk a about shit game show. Sh- Whoa, okay, which they crush. All right, we'll get to your opinion in a minute. But they they were forced to recuse themselves if they recognized any of the people oh, on. Okay, and if a recusal counted as a wrong guess automatically, so they couldn't ask any questions, but and they couldn't guess at the end, but it automatically counted as. A, an incorrect guess so money for the the contestants on the show okay speaking uh, of money real quick yeah the, the money was all over the place mm-hmm. i want to briefly talk about the pay structure which the very the pilot show a wrong vote was three hundred dollars and a complete stump was a thousand okay cbs nighttime 250 wrong vote right thousand cbs daytime 100 wrong vote 400 Stump. 69 to 78, 100 uh, wrong vote, 500 stump. 1990 to 1991, 500 wrong vote, 3,000 Thank stump. you for tuning into our podcast where we just say numbers for 45 minutes every episode. 2000, and here's the one. In 2016 to present, no money. Yeah. You get the Doris Award, which is a bust of Anthony Anderson's mom, uh-huh. who just sits in a chair on the show yep. and says sassy things to the yep. contestants. Uh-huh. <laughs> So it just seemed like I. This is probably the most varied pay structure we've seen. Yeah, I'm, it didn't really make any sense. That I think the the point wasn't necessarily about the money, really, because it's not a type of game show where the viewers at home are sitting there and thinking, "Ooh, I could be on this." Yeah, you know, that's right. unless the they panelists... had the world's biggest Lego collection or something yeah. like that. Oh, you're saying as a contestant, yeah. right? As a contestant on the show, you're not because it's celebrity panelists that are doing the guessing. Obviously, as a viewer at home, you're guessing along with them, and you're saying, "Oh, it's definitely number three. It's definitely number three. Yeah. But you are not participating as a contestant in the sense that you're not thinking, "Oh, I could come up with a better lie than that." You know, those aren't the kind of <laughs> thoughts that you're thinking. Although yeah. I do admire those imposters, especially because again. For the most part, these were just regular average Joes that they seem to have pulled off the street yeah. to to be the imposters. Because I, I feel like that probably takes a decent amount of improvisational skill to be able to, you know, confidently be answering these questions as if you are a French cheese master yeah. or, 
a pioneer historian and with a fake voice whatever it is especially like, with that's a just fake another voice. layer that was, of that was impressive to... i kind of want to be an imposter on the show now so anthony anderson or mama doris if you're listening you consider yourself a good liar i think i, I wouldn't say you have to be like the best liar but i mean you have to be a good I, bullshitter that's the yeah key. you'd have to know that uh and looking up is usually a kind of a, a key of somebody lying right. you know some of those basic um I guess fundamentals of lying. You'd have to make sure you're not doing those. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm a in general a pretty decent bullshitter. Okay, I've kind of lived my life. Yeah, based on that, be your a whole pr- life. Be a pretty decent bullshit. Yeah, I mean, what's the uh, biggest thing you've bullshitted on? Do you love your wife? Of course, I love my wife. Don't. <laughs> she's going to be one of the only people listening to this. So, <laughs> very much. No, I think so. Okay, so probably in college, mm-hmm. my senior year. Right. So we so we went to college together at OU. Right. So senior year, so I wasn't there. Right, you weren't okay. there anymore. I dropped out. I failed out of University of Oklahoma. I wasn't going to say that. But yeah. so my senior year, I, you know, obviously pretty close to graduation, only need a few more credits. Okay. I needed some sort of advertising credit at the time. And so I signed up for the only version of that class that was offered mm-hmm. that semester. Okay. And it was like the first day of classes. And, you know, it's always like syllabus day. You don't really do any right. actual learning on the yeah. first day of class. And it was an 8 a.m. class or something like that. You signed up voluntarily for an 8 a.m. class. Yeah, this was, well, this was when I would kind of become a pretty good student because my first 70% of college, I was a terrible student. I never went to class or right. anything like that. Yes. And so by this point, I was a pretty good student because I realized I needed to graduate and not waste a bunch of my parents' money. Like me. Right. Okay. So I signed up for this class. It was the first day. I woke up. I was tired at, you know, 8 a.m., especially for a college student, pretty early. Yeah. And I knew it was just going to be syllabus day. So I just was like, oh, I'll, you know, this class is three days a week. I'll just pass on this one get an email from the professor Mm. that afternoon me along with like three other people that says since you did not attend this class i can only assume you've lost interest in it and i've removed you from (laughs) the class role (laughs) and that's pretty harsh it was i thought it was very again there was no learning going on on that day how do you know though? Did you ask her? You please tell me what had been learned. Yeah, I mean, so I <laughs> that was, was your that was your response email. Right. Yeah. So I I was worried at this point because again, in order to graduate, I needed to take my capstone class as well, mm-hmm. and there were Which only only offered at one point in the year, right? Right. So that was going to be in the spring semester. This was the fall. Okay. And I was, you know you needed this class before you could take the capstone. Right. So I was screwed if I didn't get this credit this semester. Mm-hmm. So what I did was say that I was at the doctor because I had cancer, mm-hmm. which, you know, wasn't true. Right. Completely. Well, what do you mean completely? So that summer, so this was fall semester. This was, August, I guess, late August. Okay. So that summer, I had been diagnosed with like a skin cancer growth. Okay. On my face. Yeah. And your face was cancerous. My face was, it still is. Um, (laughs) So I had been being treated for that. I had like a chemotherapy lotion, basically, Mm. which just kind of kills all of the skin on your face. Okay. And so... I did have a skin cancer situation at the time. Okay. I wasn't, you know, at the doctor for it or anything when yeah. I missed the class. But you that had was... been treated and you were now using treatment. Right, exactly. And, it, it, you know, it's not like regular chemotherapy where you're like sick and tired or anything like that. It just like eats holes through your skin, basically. Right. So I was fine other than that hole the in hole in my face. Yeah. So that's what I told him. And... He kind of responded flippantly and like 
well, sorry, those are the rules. You, you missed the first class. And I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? I was being treated for cancer, which again, I wasn't. Right. But that was my reaction to uh -huh. it. Because, well, that's, I think that right there, though, shows the mentality of a good liar. You were I, in I bought into it. it. I bought that into it. That is your truth now. So my next step was I went to the advisor at the college. Mm -hmm. And I told the story to the, you know, the fake version the of the story. I, let's not call it a lie. The, the not truth to her. No, the lie is you were not at class because... No, that's true. I was not at class. <laughs> yeah, because you were... What was the actual lie again? You were receiving... I was at the doctor... Okay. I, I, I can't remember specifically, but I was at the doctor because I had skin cancer was okay. what I said. So I go to the advisor and tell that story to her. And she's like, oh, you know what? This is a new professor. This is his first semester. He's probably, you know, wow. just trying to make a point to establish himself here okay so he went we'll, he went to into the schoolyard and tried to beat up the biggest yeah he looked kid. for the bully which was me <laughs> yeah. and wanted to fight me uh -huh. so you know she was she was kind of helpful she was you know we'll get this sorted out i'm sure you know it's not going to be a problem yada yada i know you need this credit right and especially with these circumstances you know <laughs> i'm so sorry for, for for your loss of your face um so, so she was trying to be helpful and she was like, you know, uh, maybe if you just get a note from the doctor and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Thinking in my head, like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do that. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? Oh, Hey, why don't we just call the doctor oh, right now yes. and clear this up? Yes. What, uh, do you know the doctor's number? And I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't, you know, know her number. I don't have it saved or anything. She was like, well, I've got a computer right here. Let me just look it up. Oh my God. What's her name? And in this moment, bring us back there. Uh -huh. Are you, does you, do you, are you one of those people when you're in a caught in a lie? Do you kind of, does your heart rate kind of go down? You're like, and your brain goes into high gear. Or are you sweating balls at this point? I think I'm sweating balls. I'm freaking out. My mind is going a thousand miles a minute at this yeah. point going like, uh, well, I'm dead. I, you know, I'm just, I'm lying to her face right now and I'm certainly going to be found out. <laughs> and so I said, oh, oh, what was her name? Oh, I just recently switched dermatologists. I can't, what was her name? And, and she's like, well, what city was it in? I can just Google the city oh and dermatologist and we'll just go down the list and find it. So I'm like, does she know I'm one? Like, I feel like this is a way to try and crack a liar right, right here. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, 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 good, good idea. And so she's going down, down the list and down the list and naming all these not my doctor people. So you're sitting across from her and she's just naming doctors yeah. and you're going, and I'm going, oh, no, 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 I don't think that's it. No. And then she gets to my actual doctor and I'm like, she's going to get to the end of this list and it's going to be clear that I'm lying. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, yep, that's it. And this is your actual doctor, right? This was my actual okay. doctor. And she was like, oh, okay, perfect. And she dials the number on speakerphone on her office phone. And it's ringing. And I'm like, well, this is it. This I'm kicked out of college. Like, I, I don't know what's happening at this point. And like, I swear, right before they picked up, mm -hmm. she goes, oh, you know, we probably can't be on speaker because of HIPAA. Why don't you pick up the receiver? Oh, my. And I'm like, thank she God. She bailed you Thank out. God. And so I pick up the receiver, and it actually goes to voicemail. Mm -hmm. Nobody picked up. And mm -hmm. they're like, you know, leave a message, blah, blah, blah. And it was like 4.15 in the afternoon at this point or something. Okay. So I was like, they're closed for the day, which I don't think was true, but it helped me in that moment. Yeah. It was clear. Like, I could clearly hold the receiver out, and it's clearly a voice message that is playing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they're closed for the day. And I hang it up and she's like, okay, well, you know, just get in touch with the doctor. We'll figure this out. I'll go talk to the Dean and, and we'll get this whole thing sorted out. <laughs> and so I leave. And then I, the first thing I do is I call my mother because I need mommy to help me. Yeah. Mommy, Mama, mommy, I lied. mommy, help me. <laughs> and I remember so I'm trying to break this story to my mom. And I remember I was like, let me, oh, you know what? I'll 
try and make her think that like I got a girl pregnant or something. So she's really <laughs> freaked out. So that when I break the action, it's like not even that big a deal. Oh I just lied God. about cancer instead. And so I was like, hey, mom, you know, I, I really, I screwed up and I'm in a really sticky situation right now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, what did you do? And so I tell her the story and she, I think she does have a bit of a moment of relief from this not being, you know, the end of the world necessarily. Uh-huh. Um, and so she decides that in the morning she will go to the doctor and try and get them to write me a vague note mm-hmm. that basically said, John has been under my treatment for skin cancer since June 15th and will be under my treatment throughout the rest of this year. And he may need to miss classes during that time. So could you please excuse him? So that doctor is cool. Like this is a flat out, like you've been to the doctor. He's giving you this treatment. He's giving you, this is when you put this on your face. Bye-bye. We'll do a checkup in six months. Right. Um, but I, I, there were, there were like more checkups than that, but Still, so obviously my mom doesn't explain the situation to the doctor other than can you have a note saying he's under treatment and may need to miss classes. Mm -hmm. They fax it over to the school and I think like emailed me what they faxed over as well. And I go in, you know, first thing the next morning to go and talk to the professor with this note and everything. Uh And I go to talk to him. And I think at this point it's somewhat clear to me that my advisor talked to the dean, and the dean was not happy mm. that the professor did this. Mm-hmm. And the professor got a talking to from the from dean. Papa. Yes. Papa angry. <laughs> and because I walked in, and I was like, hey, I've got this note. And he was like, oh, are you John Baker? Listen, I'm so sorry about that. You know, some people just miss class for no reason from time to time. And if, they're <laughs> not, if they don't care, if they're not passionate about this, then mm. I don't want them in my class. But obviously... You know, you've got a very valid reason. So mm-hmm. I'm very sorry for the confusion and the misunderstanding. And if I came off abrasively about it, I'm very sorry about this. And so now I just feel like a total dick mm-hmm. because I, I don't you know are. if this guy, of course I am, because <laughs> I don't know if this guy got in trouble or anything. And he actually ended it's, up being a pretty cool teacher throughout uh-huh. the rest of the semester, which I never missed a single fucking yeah. class for yeah. the, the rest of the time. But that was probably like the biggest the longest most impactful piece of bullshitting that i've ever had to do in my life and you pulled it off right so if there's ever a to tell the truth where somebody says you know i had cancer Mm -hmm. i could probably go on with your mom and she would tell Mm -hmm. the lies for you (laughs) my mom would figure it out (laughs) i mean you know mom honestly mom of the year like i feel like that's just what you do as a parent you know, you, you don't always have to agree or be happy with what happened. She was but not like, happy about it. Oh, at I'm all. sure she yeah. wasn't. But what does she do? Right. I mean, let me fall you on could my just face. say deal I with mean, it yourself. Yeah. You, you put yourself in the situation. I mean, there's a reason that I called my mom and not my dad. Because yeah. that was what would have ended up. Your dad would have said, you're an idiot. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that was the biggest, the biggest piece of bullshit I've ever okay. had to. Off topic, but that was worth it. That was a ride. Um, so yeah, so to tell the truth, that was, that was a moment that I didn't tell the truth very yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. So back to, to tell the truth. Yeah. It, the, I don't know. This is a show with probably 10,000 episodes at this point. It <laughs> has been on TV forever. It, it was really on, has. it was on CBS primetime from 56 to 68. It, a few years into that, I think around the early sixties, it became also, a, there was a daytime version, which was every single weekday. Mm-hmm. And they had some pretty recurring panelists. There was there were some people that were mainstays on it, kind of like Match Game or things like that that we've yeah. discussed. These these type of celebrity panel shows that exist. It seems like now the ones that they've revived or they've brought back are pretty rotating in terms of who's on the show. You're talking about the present version, too. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. But they they had a, a bunch of mainstays. I mean, some of the people that were on it that, you know, I recognize. Dick Van Dyke was on it a lot. Johnny mm-hmm. Carson was on it a lot. This was before he was The Tonight Show. Yeah. Betty White was on it a lot. Dang. 
there there was a guy named Orson Bean who was on it all the time. I'm not, I'm not really familiar with Orson Bean, Mm-mm. but he, I did some research on him, and he's kind of one of the first people in the U.S. that is, or became famous for being famous, basically. Famous for so he was like Kim Kardashian. Ex- exactly, of he his time. made a sex tape and. <laughs> um, he made a sex VHS. Yeah, it, well, no, that didn't even exist yet. But he was a guy, he was a comedian. And so his real name was not Orson Bean. He had mm-hmm. a normalish name. And as a bit, he was kind of a mainstay at some small club in New York. And there was a piano player there who, as a joke, every time before he went on stage, would give him a fake name to use. Okay. And he would introduce himself as this fake name and get different reactions you know from the crowd from his obviously fake name so one day he says orson bean and he goes up there and introduces himself as orson bean people kind of laugh about it and he does his act and there was some talent scout in the audience and came up to him after the show and offered him some touring gig okay and he was like well orson bean worked out really well for me that's my name now yeah and so because of that he became orson bean and he was basically just a guy who would be a guest on shows like this. He would be on several of these panel type of game shows. He would go on talk shows. He was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and Jack Parr over 200 times. Wow. Throughout th- those runs. He he was he was an actor in some things, but not a lot at the time. He was literally just a guy that you saw on like TV as a hire. guest for things. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was basically a guest on shows that had guests. Mm-hmm. That was what he was famous for being a guest on other. He was on, you know, the tonight show because he was a guest on this show. And, you know, he was on this show because he used to be a guest on another game show or whatever yeah. it was. So that was, again, he was kind of famous for being famous at the time. He actually died earlier this year. He got hit by two cars. Um, Tragic. How do you get hit by two cars? So I, I didn't fully understand what I was reading. Mm-hmm. It was like Pong. He was kind of walking down the street in Venice, L.A., not uh, oh, okay. not Italy. Okay. And I don't know if he was in a crosswalk or wandered in the street or somebody got onto the curb a little bit and mm-hmm. clipped him and knocked him down. And there was another car driving down the road, and people who had seen him get knocked down mm-hmm. into the road were kind of yelling at that car to stop. Right. And that car was so distracted by all these people yelling and waving at them that they weren't looking at the road and like ran them over. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, what a tragic way to go. Way to go. Granted, he was in his nineties or something, but dying sucks. He's probably going to die the next day at any time. (laughs) Corona didn't even (laughs) make it here yet, but yeah. So that's the tragic story of Orson Bean. Speaking of tragic stories Mm. and, panelists on this show okay there was a journalist by the name of um dorothy kilgallen and she was a pretty well-renowned journalist she was actually one of the first 500 people in 1960 to get a star on the hollywood walk of fame when they started that in 1960 with 500 people or whatever. She was one of the first 500. And so she had kind of sparred with Kennedy and Sinatra and things like that in the press for, you know, them getting upset about stories that she wrote and things like that. Yeah. But so she was kind of a big deal. She was on a few of these different panel shows. She was on to tell the truth. She was on, um, I I don't, there were, there were other shows very similar to, to tell the truth at the time as well. What's my line, I think was another one she was on, but she had filmed, you know, several of the of the daytime episodes, and one of them was airing in the 60s, 1964 or 66 or something like that. Okay. And in the middle of the show airing in the afternoon, the reports came out that she had died of an alcohol and barbiturate overdose. So the show ended, and then the newsman came on to say... That she was dead. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty, yeah. a pretty depressing game show episode. Yeah. You watch the whole thing and you're laughing along, and then some guy's like, "She's dead." Sound By the way, that woman you were just laughing about. Yeah. She's dead. 
So I thought that was, uh, you know, another tragic story from this show. God, it's a real downer episode. So yeah, there were thousands of episodes of this show. This is another one of those shows where everything just got taped over back in the day. So most of them are gone. You yeah. can watch some of them on Amazon Prime, on Buzzer, on Amazon Prime. It's included with your Prime membership. I saw some on YouTube. The one I saw had Ronald Reagan on it. The actor? The actor. That was the worst like Doc Brown impersonation <laughs> I could possibly done. Uh, it was... Yeah. Was he, he was, was, was he one of the contestants? Was he? No. My he name was, is Ronald Reagan, <laughs> no, the yeah. president of the My United name's States. John Schmaker, yeah. and I'm not Ronald Reagan. No, he was on the panel, and he was... I 100% see how he was How he was president? Now. Yeah, he would have voted the for him The most charismatic, very good looking. He was nice. able to just... He was so charming. So I totally understand how he won that presidency. All right. Well, there you go. If you want to be president, just go, have, go on a game show. To tell the truth. Want to tell the truth. And yeah, so there was there was that version with Bud Collier up to 68. It went into syndication in 69 from 69 to 78 or 79. There was a daily syndicated version. Like you said before, the prize money kind of went down because, again, it's not CBS yeah. anymore. It's not once weekly. It was every single day during the week. And... Then that version went off the air. They brought it back a year or two later in 1980, 80 to 81. Again, that syndicated version didn't last long. They brought it back again in 1990, from Mm -hmm. 90 to 91, another Mm -hmm. daily one. This one was interesting to me because there was one season of this, and it had a thousand hosts. (laughs) There was So they filmed a pilot for it, you know, test pilot. It accidentally got aired. Okay. Wasn't supposed to. They aired it when they were supposed to air one of the real versions at the yeah. start of the season, which had a different host than the test pilot did. The new host was some Australian guy. He got in some trouble in Australia after a couple months and wasn't allowed to work in the U.S. Did he hit a 90-year-old with his car? That is exactly what happened, actually. So he had to go back to Australia. So then they got Alex Trebek. You know, the Jeopardy guy. Trebek? Trebek to host it. Okay. And a few months into that, his wife went into labor and he had to leave for that. And then Bill Todman, one of the creators, producers of the show, had to fill in for a while. So there were like six different hosts over the course of one season of the show. I don't know if that contributed to why it got canceled. <laughs> it seemed unsteady. People didn't really watch it. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very steady of a show. So there was that. There was a 2000 version hosted by John O'Hurley that lasted for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I probably best know him as Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. He also hosted Family Feud for a bit after this. But there was that version. And then finally, there's a current version on the air from 2016 to present hosted by... Anthony Anderson. Yes. And also featuring Anthony Anderson's mom, as you previously mentioned. Doris. Doris. Mama Doris. Mama Doris. So the way she ended up on the show was they were doing a, an episode of Celebrity Family Feud, and Anthony Anderson and family were on it, including Mama Doris. Mm-hmm. And the producers of this To Tell the Truth revival watched it and were like, she's hilarious. She's charismatic. <laughs> bring her on to the show with you. Yeah. And so we just said, okay. She kind of just sits there off to the side. I don't know that she has she, a defined role necessarily. Definitely not. I would say... She just chimes in. Co-host-ish. Right. I think you have to do more in order to be... To be a proper t- co-host? Yeah. But everything she says is funny. It might not be, you know, nonstop, but she'll have funny quips come in and maybe a contestant says something weird or she'll, she's one of those, she's saying what everybody's thinking even though it's not right. super she'll ask questions from time to time of yeah the contestants Anthony will ask questions like yeah this this there's this a lot fewer rules version, on this one yeah which i think went in its favor the struck first of all the show sucks when are we gonna get to my opinion okay good. i cannot well, share, wait to all trash right. share your opinions show. please this show had no stakes 
the money made no sense to me. You're always you're always very focused on the money on all yes, these shows. Yes, I am very focused on the money because I think that's one of the best part. It's not always the best part, as we talked about. When Ben dies, money it wasn't a huge cash prize, but at least the money was shifting back and forth. Five thousand is not something to what's that phrase to turn your nose to turn your nose against. Yeah, something like that. I'm not good at phrases. When you smack the other cheek, it's not something to smack the other cheek on. Uh huh. And it was too structured it was just in the earlier versions to me it was just four panelists kind of confused and the 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 best part of this whole the older versions at least were the only part i was ever interested in was the oh who's standing up that was the only part of tension in the entire show for me uh the only part that had tension and and another thing yes the careers or the tidbits about the the contestants were a little interesting but it was like the one i watched it was uh this uh, this uh um brent uh shandley chooses the wine was that the, his name for the queen brent shandley chooses the wine for the queen yeah it's pretty important that's stupid do you know how many people on a daily basis are trying to poison the queen uh, probably zero the queen Push to, to give her a small hip check down a staircase. Yeah, and but this she's was gone. This was maybe in the fifties or sixties or okay, something. Okay, give her a firm push a down spry, a staircase. She was a spry young woman. <laughs> Haven't you watched The Crown? First of all, the Queen has looked like she's eighty for the past forty years. That's true. Okay. I I didn't like the show. I, I didn't think it was interesting. I didn't care. A, a part of it did have to do with I watched a couple of older versions, so I didn't know these famous people, so I didn't have yeah. any connection to this. Right. I thought the I thought the newest version, the Anthony Anderson version, is incredibly fun to watch. Almost the entire panel is comedians. So right. which I like I'm seeing more and more the value of comedians on game shows. They just make it interesting. And nobody right. had like a hilarious laugh out loud joke, but just a small quip in between something, it just I don't know, it gives your brain like a, a different cut. A nice pause. So I've got a this l- show sucks. I've got a little bit of a different opinion than you. Okay. So the new Anthony Anderson version, it changed the way the game works a little bit. Right. In the sense that, well, first of all, the people don't introduce themselves by a name anymore. They don't say, I'm John Schmaker. Right. They say, I am a cheese sculptor. That's the one I saw too. And did you really? Yeah. So they say, I am a cheese sculptor. And all three people will say that. And so, I mean, I guess the benefit of this is that you can, it doesn't matter what sex the person is right. necessarily. So yeah, that, there were... that widens the pool of imposters a little bit. Yeah. I thought it took just a little bit of something away from it to me because I do feel the will the real please stand up is such an iconic thing. I mean, obviously, Eminem turned it into. The real Slim Shady. Yeah. I think that's probably that line. The For people who are our age, who grew up, were teenagers in the early 2000s, that song is probably the the biggest part of pop culture that, yeah. to tell the truth, has had in our lifetimes for the most part, you yeah. know? But, so, so, so I felt like there's a little something missing from where, when you don't have the will the real Slim Shady stand up moment okay. instead it's will the real cheese maker please stand up. I felt like that was a, just takes a little bit of something away from that moment. Okay. But they also, there's no prize for the contestants or the imposters at there this point either. It's not oh, for the contestants. Right. Yeah. For the panelists. Now, now they keep track of how the panelists have done throughout the show because now it's an hour long yeah. In the it's half five, hour previous version, five or four right, there were five. So in the previous version, there were three in the primetime versions and two in the yeah. daytime Rounds epi- of contestants. episodes. So there are five over an hour in this one. One of them, again, is a little bit different in that they, the, the real person stands up and instead of saying, imposters, introduce yourself, the real person now leaves and... The two imposters, there's a story about one of them now. So now it's around where there are, there's only one truth teller and one imposter. Okay, yeah. So 
it's kind of interesting because one of the imposters for one of the rounds also has their own secret, which I thought is kind of fun. It adds, you know, that extra layer to it. But they're keeping track of the scores of each of the uh, celebrity panelists, panelists, how many they've gotten right throughout the show out of these five. Yeah. And the loser is shamed at the end, whoever has the lowest score. So in the first crown. Well, so that's that's in the last two seasons. In the first season, they would have to give their phone to Anthony Anderson and he would have to he would make a tweet from their Twitter account. That's hilarious. That, you know, is some lie. There's some tension there. There are a couple of stakes in the game now. In I think the second or third season, they changed it to the loser would get a fake news story told about them. Okay. Which I don't know, it's kind of lame and easy. Fake news story on what? It would be like, oh, Joel McHale was arrested for hitting a 90-year-old with his car. Hitting a 90-year-old with his car, right? So it would be some like, I don't know, they were trying to capitalize on that corny fake news. Haha, isn't it funny to say it right now? Trend. Okay. Which it wasn't, just to be clear. (laughs) And and now there's a kind of a dunce crown. Yeah. But it looks kind of cool. That Doris, yeah, I, I agree. And Doris too. crowns the yeah. loser. Like dunce, it, I was like, oh, they're gonna give him like a dunce cap, and it's a, I mean, it's just like a fake big crown. It looks like you're a king, but it has a yeah. D on the top of it, right? Um, but yeah, so so that added a little extra element. They're kind of competing amongst each other. The format was much looser. Instead of it being each panelist has one minute to ask yeah. questions, it was freestyle. They were just asking questions, kind of willy nilly at their yeah. will. As you mentioned, Anthony and Mama Doris will chime in with their own questions yeah. from time to time. I like that aspect. Did you like that aspect or that change? In some ways, yes. In some ways, I felt that it got a little bit too comedians trying to one-up each other at times. Yeah. There was a little bit too much silliness in terms of people just trying to do bits. You know, okay. if if it was... You know, I I am a computer programmer who got his degree from California, Berkeley at the age of 15 and yeah. have worked for whatever. If that was the story of the person, they would say, have you ever kissed a girl before? As right. like one of the questions. And I, I don't know. I mean, okay, yeah, that's the easy low-hanging joke there. Yeah. But you're now, I don't know, you're taking up the time of the, the actual game show to make a lame, easy joke oh so so some sometimes some of that stuff was i don't necessarily say irritating to me but didn't land took away me. from the that's yeah interesting because it seems like you liked this i guess the setup of the game a little more i didn't care as much right so probably. those were bonuses so you just to want me, the jokes, and for yeah. you they were more of like kind of taking away yeah exactly it. and well and it it kind You're of wrong but i understand you. your opinion it kind of contrasts the and we've kind of talked about this before, what a celebrity is now versus what a celebrity was in the 50s or 60s a yeah. little bit more. Because the people in the 50s or 60s were, at for the time, fairly well-known people. Again, there were three TV stations. Right. So if these people were on the TV, you knew them all the time. The people now are, you know, 2 million people out of 300 million know, you know, watch the show that this person is on. So. Yeah. It you know there there were people on some of the episodes that I watched I was like I've never seen this person before I don't know who this is yeah. I think that would have been a lot less common at the time in the fifties and sixties when you were watching it and again because of what entertainment is what the internet is now it also felt like and this is probably just me glamorizing the past too much but the people the celebrity panelists in the past felt smarter than me they felt more or smarter to me. They felt more worldly. They knew about... Like, when it's a, a French cheesemaker on there, they're asking very specific questions about different types of cheese and things like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't know anything about any of these types of cheese. I would never know if they were wrong or lying about these things. But, like, every single panelist knows the the real answers to these questions about cheese or about pioneer lifestyle and pioneer people and things yeah. like that they were asking questions about these pioneers and they were able to tell if the person was 
telling the truth or knew the answer to these pioneer questions. I'm like, ah. on the current day version, I don't think they would have any idea about any of the actual minutia of what the person is. The questions that they're just asking, it, it, it almost just feels like they're trying to see if they can set off their bullshit detectors is all they're trying yeah. to do on the current version a little more. Instead of actually mine for information. Right, exactly. And again, it doesn't matter because they missed it all the time in the old one. They miss it all the time yeah. in the new one. There is, if you get all five right on the new one, there's that's how you get the statue of Mama Doris. Yeah, is the, the Doris I think, Award. I think only three people have gotten it so far. I think it was only introduced a couple seasons ago. But so three people have gotten it so far. Most recently, Michael Strahan. Won oh, it. nice. They had, this was actually pretty cool. They had, one of the people was an original member of NSYNC before NSYNC I, yeah. got That's right, we watched the same popular. And, and the other guy was the YouTuber that made that he really was a YouTuber, cool yeah, glitter he, explosion. Yeah, for glitter package for yeah. Porch Pirates or whatever. Yeah. That was the the sticker. What, what did they call the uh, Before You Go when two of the, or the two imposters would stick around. And that was, so that was interesting. There were a couple other things that they added throughout the different versions of the show that added a little bit to it. In the 1980s, they added um, a round called one-on-one that was at the end of the show. So they would do the two rounds of it. And then before the end of the show, they would do one-on-one where they would bring the four imposters from earlier in the show all out. And they would basically all make a claim about themselves and then kind of get quickly grilled Okay. And you had to determine whether that was true or a lie. So okay, so just like a phrase about themselves or a fact. Yeah, some sort of lie. some sort of fact about them. Kind kind of in the vein of the before you go segment on the newest version, okay. but pro- a little less grandiose, a little less big. It was. That sounds stupid to me. I'm sorry. So, there, like I said, there were there were kind of mainstays on it. Kitty Carlisle, she passed away in 2007, but she was. Somebody who was in the original version. She was in every single version of the show up until the Anthony Anderson version because she's not alive for it. Okay. So she's the only person with that claim. Betty White has been on the Anthony Anderson version, and she was on the original version. So she's the only person that has been on the original version and the newest version. So there are some people that kind of have these unique or interesting stories throughout the history of the show. There have been 13 different countries outside the U.S. that have adapted some version of this show throughout the year. And that started in the fifties. I think Australia started one in the fifties and I don't some of understand them, how this is so popular. Some of them as recently as 2017. I don't get it. I don't know, man. It's, it's entertaining to some people. There were, what I thought was cool was there were a lot of people that we think of as pretty famous now, certainly that were contestants on the show. So Stan Lee was one of the people on the show. Okay. Orville Redenbacher, the popcorn. No, Mr. Popcorn? The popcorn guy. Did people call him that? They did. Uh, Rosa Parks. I don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, popcorn? <laughs> Mrs. Popcorn, Rosa Parks. Hunter S. Thompson. Dang. Um, I thought maybe most interestingly was Frank Abagnale Jr. You've seen Catch Me If You Can, yeah. the movie. Is that who that's about? Yes. So it's about wow. that guy who, who was the world's greatest imposter he for sure he lived his life as a pilot and a doctor and a lawyer without having any of the degrees or requirements to do any of those things such a good imposter that after he got done with his jail sentence the fbi i believe hired him Mm -hmm. as like a consultant on so he got a light jail sentence because of that specifically he was sentenced to 72 years that's a good and he got like six because they decided if, if you come and work for us, we'll let you out of jail. If you're going to break the law, break the law smartly. Break the law so smart that the FBI is like, we need you to find other people that are doing yeah. stuff like this for you us, please. You stumped us real good. Yeah. We respect you. Mm-hmm. Here's a job. And so so he was on it. And that's actually the opening scene of the movie is a recreation of the episode that he was on in the 70s that's after great. he'd already gotten out of prison and started working for the FBI yeah. doing this work. So he went on the show as a an imposter as a famous imposter and he's it was a complete stump nobody got it right so he's still obviously so he's very like good. the master yeah the master imposter yeah exactly the the name of the show to tell the truth it was originally for the pilot episode it was nothing but the truth so 
the it comes from the when you're sworn in mm-hmm. as a witness. Tell I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, yeah. and nothing but the truth. Yeah, it was originally so nothing but the truth, and then they went with to tell the truth. By the yeah. time the first episode aired, thought that was a little fun bit of uh, trivia there. But yeah, I thought you know it's not the best game show in the world. I don't think it has been around forever. I think it's just easy, and it's a showcase because, like you said, it's a great showcase for comedians to just banter and have some fun. It, even in the earlier episodes in the 50s and 60s, it was still, they like I said, Johnny Carson, Dick Van Dyke, et cetera, were on it. So it was still goofing off a little bit to a lesser extent, people making jokes and remarks right. here and there. And I think people like to see celebrities in that way of, oh, you know, I could have a beer with him and hang out and crack jokes and things like that. I yeah. think there's probably some appeal to that. And again, people just like guessing along with stuff. Because it's not something that I think be, the part of the appeal is it's not fact based. You don't, it's not, oh, I know the capital of Taiwan. Right. It's, oh, I bet you it's that guy. Oh, no, it's it's that guy. You know, even in the new version, they'll ask the audience every time, like, I like audience, that. who do you think it is? And people will just be shouting and holding up their fingers and yeah. things like that. Kind of like at a football game when they do the, um, the, the ball and cup thing on the jumbotron yeah. and everybody's going two it's two yeah. it's two they do that with the audience it means nothing in some of the versions of the show they actually would there's a noise there they actually would pull the audience and that so there was a fifth instead of just the four panelists there were the four panelists plus the audience vote okay factored into how much money potentially was divided amongst the contestants so that was interesting another interesting fact about it it was actually the 80s version was so from conception in 1956 up until the 1980-81 version, it was in New York. And by 1981, it was the only game show that was still in New York. Everything else had moved to Los Angeles by that point. And it was the last game show in New York until Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in mm. 1999. Classic. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Now there are some that like match game. I think um, Alec Baldwin lives in New York, so they do match game in New York and things like that. But for a while, it was the only game in town, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, so that is pretty much the story of mm-hmm. To Tell the Truth. If you've heard that Eminem song and had never known about this show, you now know where, where that chorus came from. Right. And this, if you saw Catch Me If You Can, you now know that that was a recreation of a real you're welcome. thing that happened. Honestly. Who? Me? No, the people, the people at home who listening? didn't know that and now they do. Yeah, I'm, you're welcome for everything. God. Well, I agree with you. This show sucks. And so let's Is talk about how to make it better. I'm interested in Our yours. improvements of yeah. this show? Yeah. Okay. I think it's perfect. I wouldn't do anything. No. God. What, so I think uh, one way you could have improved this show is just go over the top with it. I mean, I want this to be in an interrogation room. <laughs> I want... Good cop, bad cop situation. I want the light. I want the heat turned up. I want to see this person sweating under the lights. I want somebody trying to break these people, trying to crack them. You know, I know know you're the cheese sculptor. Damn it. (laughs) Admit it. Is it all four in one room, all grown at the same time? Do they each get a one-on-one? I think they're, you know, they're all in their suits with the collar a little bit undone. Their tie loosened a little bit. like a cop, a typical detective. Yeah, and they're, you know, one person tags in by just slamming their fist on the table <laughs> uh, do they get uh, loaded guns not loaded guns just for you know insurance reasons <laughs> okay with blanks in them yeah I, th- I think we could put blanks in the gun okay. I don't think we need to be firing them to be honest with you at all I don't think that that's the proper way to do- be doing interrogations yeah. in the first place Okay, if you're a policeman Take Hot that take. advice, yeah, please. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I think. Well, what if we, what if we amped it up a little bit? What if we took this to its logical conclusion? Because that is the logical conclusion <laughs> to me: is somebody sweating in a small room, just getting screamed at and yeah. intimidated. And you know what? We might get some false confessions. I think it sounds like I would, we probably will. I would like to see some false confessions on the show. I wouldn't see the wrong person standing up because they've been convinced that. Oh yeah, I guess I yeah. actually. <laughs> I I am a frontiersman. Yeah. I must this guy is telling me that I'm a frontiersman. I'll do whatever you want. 
I feel like this is, I don't know, this is a pretty big critique of our uh, justice system at this point <laughs> as well, which, you know, maybe maybe that adds an extra element to it, that, you know, that little bit of societal commentary that we're adding in here. That I, if, if you want to raise the stakes, I don't think it's about money. I think it's about anger and fear. Uh-huh. Do you, I, you hated this show. I hated this show. How would you I make- hated, I need to clarify. Okay. I hated the early versions of the show. I really enjoy the Anthony Anderson version. You did? I did. So, which is interesting because that blows your theory out of the water that it's all about money for me. That's true because there's no money on this. New I mean, I would sell all. the Doris Award and try and get some money for that. How much do you think you could get for the Doris Award? How, maybe like $100. Is it even worth it at that point? To sell it, I mean? Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's 100 extra dollars. Okay. Right, I want to talk about how I think I can make it better. Or how would you how would you make the show better? I want to preface this by saying, okay, you and I did not Everything share notes. Everything starts this way. You and I did not share notes. Do you have a similar I have something that is eerily similar. Okay. We did not share notes. I think that all the contestants have committed a crime they have not been caught for. <laughs> and if they do a complete stump, it exonerates the persons of this charge. <laughs> so wait, so so all three people yeah. Are criminals? Correct. They have not been... So they've been arrested. They've been charged, but they haven't been put on trial sure. yet? Yeah, correct. And if it's a complete stump, then... Okay, so here's the question. I've got to work out the logistics of this okay. in my mind. Yeah. So if they've all three committed a crime, mm-hmm. what, is only one of their crimes may you know announced in the opening affidavit or something? Are they saying this person... No, they still have a funny, like, I'm a cheese sculptor. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not just, like this person is a peeping Tom and you have to guess who's no, no, a no. peeping Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like... Uh, it's a fact about their life. Correct. <laughs> but they have to try so hard to lie to stump them. But, okay, but here's the question. So if, they're, if they've all three committed crimes, though, yeah. and only one of them is a cheese sculptor, mm-hmm. only the cheese sculptor gets off if, if it's a complete stump, right? Yeah, that's true. So there's not that incentive. So maybe for the we other do two. go back and say in this show it is left and right right now. It is a they have committed a crime. So we say the crime that they've done. Yeah. So maybe all three of them have all committed th- the same crime. Not but, the, the exact same correct. Crime, the same charge. But then it's true. But then your every guess is correct. Oh, damn it! I want someone to get out of getting arrested somehow. Okay. So what if? What if it's two regular people and okay. one person who has actually committed a crime? Okay. And, and then if it's a complete something, the person gets off. Okay. Yeah, I like it. But it's got to be like murder. Do you think that this was how they actually did the O.J. Simpson trial? <laughs> it was a complete stump. Yeah. And he just got off. Wow. I mean, also, I think that if the panelist guesses incorrectly... They die? No, they get spanked or tasered. Spanked or tasered? <laughs> I just okay. think it'd be funny to see an adult get spanked. Yeah, with Not the, in like with a, a saddle or with an open hand? Open hand, obviously. Okay, who does the spanking? Bud Collier? But, yeah, Bud Collier. Would Anthony do. Anderson? Bud Collier or Anthony Anderson, correct. Whoever is hosting the hosting show. Hosting the show no, is No, 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 Mama Doris gets to spank. Okay, obviously Mama Doris would be doing the spanking. That makes sense. Um, and Or tasered. It's just fun to see people get hurt. <laughs> I... You can't, yeah, I mean, you can't. I'm America's not going to argue Funny with Some you Videos is one of the most popular, probably longest running television shows. That's and true. And that's why Bob Saget became a game hurt. show host yeah. in later years. All right. I like it. I think ramp it up. I okay. think stakes higher. ABC, who is currently airing to tell the truth, if you're listening, which is a family station, get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. We know how to make these ratings go through the roof. Think about the ratings for the OJ Simpson trial, by the way. Think about that. <laughs> How many people were watching the O.J. Simpson trial? I would say almost every American. You've got an O.J. Simpson trial every week right now with this. Yeah. This is what you've got for 42 minutes every Tuesday night. You've got an O.J. Simpson type of ratings. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who wouldn't watch this. I would watch this more so. Especially everybody at home. They're guessing who the criminal is. Yeah. I think this might be the smartest idea you've ever had. I mean, you're welcome. All right. So that was To Tell the Truth. This has been another episode of Come On Down. 
convict's favorite game show podcast. <laughs> Certainly now. Yeah, absolutely. The prison population loves us. Uh huh. So if you want to check out more, subscribe to the podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Mm, it's fresh. We're on it's Instagram at Come On Down Show. You can visit ComeOnDownShow.com or email ComeOnDownShow at gmail.com if you've got ideas. If you are a convict or game show contestant that <laughs> wants you've to be away on with the show, murder, if you've gotten away with the murders, to we'll talk to you about it. And yeah, until next week, this has been Come On Down. See you guys. Bye.